Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. Around us all the time is the city that we know. The same stretch of sidewalk we walk on every day. The bus stop on the corner. Our favorite restaurants. Our neighborhood parks. If you live anywhere long enough, you can think you've seen it all. But what if, beneath the streets, there was another world? A place that's so close to you all the time, but you wouldn't even recognize it. Since Bay Curious launched, we received a bunch of questions about tunnels. Listeners saying they've heard stories of secret passageways running under San Francisco. So for our Halloween episode, we explore, do these tunnels exist? I'm Olivia Allen Price, and you're listening to Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. All right, those stories about hidden underground tunnel systems in the Bay Area, they're true. The structure is absolutely amazing. It's also quite scary. (laughs) That voice you just heard was recorded deep under the streets of San Francisco, and it belongs to reporter Carly Severn. We sent her to investigate the secret world under the city. I want to take you underground with me, but... Let's start at the beginning. A lot of you will have heard about the very real labyrinths under major world cities, like the famous catacombs of Paris that are lined with the bones of the city's dead. And if you hit Google looking for information on San Francisco's underground, like I did, there's a name that comes up again and again, an urban explorer called Sierra Hartman and his incredible, haunting photographs of shadowy spaces under the city are for many people their first clue that this world of tunnels really exists. 
I think it's just ingrained in human nature. You know, you, you wonder what's down there. Sierra told me he's been obsessed with exploring the underground since he was a kid. Back when he was growing up in Southern California, riding around on his bike, Goonies style, and peering into dark urban waterways. I mean, you take a 12-year-old kid and you show him an entrance of a tunnel, like, they're going to go in. When he was older, he moved to San Francisco and started roaming these streets with his camera while the rest of the city was sleeping, just looking for secret entryways underground, guided by maps and city plans and whispers from other urban explorers. So much of it is just overgrown. You know, you drive past it so many times, you don't really recognize it for something really special. You don't realize that there's a whole like underground part of this thing. He found doorways and manholes that led him down into dark, dripping tunnels, stretching into blackness beyond the reach of his flashlight. But this network of underground spaces, this is no secret labyrinth built by shadowy figures. It's San Francisco's huge sewer network. And there's one person in this city that knows the sewers inside out. So my name's Megan Abadie. I'm an assistant engineer for the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission um, Wastewater Enterprise. Megan's job is making sure that system, yep, pipes filled with your waste, works. I crawl through a lot of sewer pipes. That's basically my job. Wastewater management, what we call sewers, can sound kind of gross. But how this stuff all works is pretty impressive. San Francisco is about a 7 by 7 you know, 49, 50-mile square city. And we actually have over a 1,000 miles of sewer main. There's sewers under every block. The thing about the city's sewers is many of these pipes are big. Big enough for curious risk-takers to walk through rather than crawl, which isn't possible in many other cities. San Francisco has a very different type of um, sewer system than pretty much any other city in California. It has what's called a combined system. That means that the stormwater and the sewage water, like from your toilet and your sinks, it all goes into the same set of pipes. We have an old city, and that one pipe system was how folks did it back then. San Francisco's sewer network uh, began to be built during the gold rush era. So. There are some pipes that date from the 1840s. It was a very ad hoc system at that time that people would build pipes to just connect to the nearest creek. Just like in New York, another old, dense city, it was too hard to rip up San Francisco's sewer network to add secondary pipes. So we've repaired and adapted our old system, creating a maze of those big, wide sewer mains. But listen, if you're hearing this and are feeling the lure of exploring the world under San Francisco yourself, don't. Seriously. There's a lot of things that can happen in the sewer that can actually kill you pretty easily. There was no way I was going to follow in the footsteps of an urban explorer like Sierra Hartman and go roaming under San Francisco alone. But there was this one particular place that Sierra told me about that I knew I really wanted to see. A passageway somewhere beneath San Francisco that's famous for its otherworldly look. Sierra had to pour over old sewer maps to find it. I was told it looks more like a cave than a sewer, and it leads right out onto the Pacific Ocean. Megan knew exactly the place I meant, and when conditions were just right, she said she'd take me down there herself. 
We'll be over 200 feet below the ground, actually. And so that's how I end up with Megan and her crew at 2 a.m. on the 4th of July in a harness and waist-high waders, getting recording equipment taped to my body, about to be lowered down into an open manhole. Does it feel, oh, it looks like it's um, a good height, so you don't need to adjust the height. Our underground journey will lead us through a very watery tunnel, through that sewer cave, and into what they call a discharge pipe. Now, that pipe is the way the system can safely get water out during really heavy storms, when the usual storage areas under the city are full to the brim. Yeah, so when we get out uh, into the discharge pipe, you're going to hear the ocean uh, just boring through this final stretch of tunnel, um, and you can actually like feel it. You can't just hear it, you can feel it in your gut. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> As one of her crew is strapping a bright yellow gas meter onto my suit, Megan tells me more about the very real dangers of being in the sewers. The big one is a lethal gas called hydrogen sulfide that can kill you before you know it's there. So you can smell it at low levels, it smells like rotten eggs. At higher levels, it actually kills the nerves, it kills your smell nerves, it kills your olfactory nerves. So at higher levels, at levels high enough to be dangerous, you wouldn't smell it at all. And because of the gas risk, I'm getting an air pack too. That's exactly like the um, oxygen mask that you have on an airplane. You just put it over your face and breathe through it and it'll give you uh, oxygen. Okay, well, fingers crossed we don't end you up won't. using these. You won't. <laughs> but it's good to know how to. Oh, yeah. After all this, I'm finally lowered down many feet into the tunnel by rope, down a tall, rusting ladder, until we splash into knee-deep water and into the sewer. And I'm staring down into a long, gaping tunnel that seems to stretch out for miles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is exactly like I thought it would be from watching horror movies. The air is really damp, exactly like they said it would be. You can kind of see this fine mist in the air and I can hear my voice echoing in a really crazy way. There's water flow under my feet and it's like walking through a stream, but a really dirty stream. We start to make our way toward the sewer cave that few people have seen. Megan tells me that had it been raining above ground, this tunnel would have been a lethal river of freezing water right up to the roof. This would totally be filled with water. Oh yeah, you wouldn't, we don't go into the system when there's even a drizzle. If you ever wondered what it sounds like to wade through raw sewage, it's pretty much like this. Weirdly, it does not smell that bad in here. Well, at least not as bad as I thought. Kind of smells like if you spent time on a farm. Kind of smells like that. I started working in, for the city in 2011 and doing sewer entries. So that was after the Lord of the Rings movies came out. And it reminded me of the Mines of Moria with all the like pillars. and Except it was full of water. Um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I even thought it was cool seeing little turds float by. I mean, that's not something everyone gets to see. As we get closer to what I'd come to see, that cave, the crashing of the ocean out on the outside world suddenly gets louder. And then, looming in front of us right there in the tunnel, there it is. What looks like the tall, wide mouth of a cave, deep under San Francisco, dark jutting rock yawning into more blackness. The entrance to the pipe that leads out to the water. It's amazing, it looks like, well, it, 
it looks like a Middle Earth. Yeah, isn't it beautiful? It's really nice. This is a. This is definitely the most scenic and beautiful combined sewer overflow in San Francisco. It's the only one that's carved into raw stone like this. We walk into the cave through a stretch of that discharge pipe, and there's the final surprise. We can see the Pacific Ocean just feet away, framed by the rock. After hours underground, we're now staring at broad daylight. This entrance, unthinkably, is how some explorers try to get in here from the outside via a tiny strip of beach that only opens up for a brief period of time. It's a bad idea to go into the sewer anywhere, but it's a really bad idea to go into the sewer via an access point that is only going to be passable for like an hour or two. Crouching there in that pipe, I see how quickly the waves are starting to rush towards us. Our sign that it was time to hurry out of there and back above ground. Okay, it is definitely smelling a little different on our return journey. And I think that's because people have woken up by now and let's just say they are using their bathrooms. And after being reattached to the rope and having my tired body hauled out of the darkness and up through the manhole again, like that, I am out of the underworld. <sighs> and out into daylight <laughs> on the 4th of July. Cool. So there you have it. San Francisco's secret underground is pretty incredible, even if our legendary tunnels are actually some not-so-secret sewers after all. Except maybe there's something Sierra told me that I couldn't get out of my mind. A lot of these sewers are mapped because in the 1906 earthquake, in the entire city, or the, the entire eastern half of the city anyway, just burned to the ground. Um, and they lost tons of records of the infrastructure. And you know what? According to the city, he's right. So there is still a touch of mystery under San Francisco after all. I know it's dangerous, and yet hearing this, even with all the poo, I still kind of want to explore San Francisco underground. I know, and obviously we wanted to be responsible about this story, so I actually asked our sewer expert, Megan, what people who are hearing this and are still tempted should do. If you like, really can't contain yourself, you want to get into San Francisco sewer, you can easily do so. We have the uh, gray wave. We have a lot of people retiring here. You can come work for us. We will get you into sewers. It'll be awesome. Okay, we do have one other way that you can see those sewers. We made a video from Carly's trip. And trust me, this is a story that you really need to see. That video was produced by Shruti Mamidana, and you can find it at baycurious.org. And there's a link in our show notes, too. Carly, thank you. Thank you, Olivia. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. 
Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just... What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.